Hello, queen, and welcome to the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara, also known as Spiritual Hype Woman, and I am your best friend for your spiritual journey. You are in the right place if you are ready for transformational conversations to connect with your truest self. My hope is that you grow more authentically aligned with a lot of hype from me along the way. Let's grow together and live a more purpose-driven life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I am so glad you are here, and I hope that you have been having a beautiful week so far. Wherever you are, I hope you are getting into the holiday spirit, whatever that means for you. And as a continuation of last week's episode, I wanted to continue the conversation of having a more intentional and peaceful holiday season. So what does that look like? Well, if you missed my last episode, I talk about holiday expectation setting. You don't need to go listen to that necessarily before continuing on with this episode. However, if you have not set the expectations for yourself or really know how to make sure that this is a very intentional, calm, enjoyable time for you and your family and loved ones, I do recommend listening to that. But if you know that you really struggle with boundaries. Just know first and foremost, you are not alone. And that is why we are going to cover holiday boundaries you can set for yourself this year. So diving right in, there's a lot to talk about, but I did ask on Instagram if you guys would share your most common holiday boundary struggles. So what comes up for you where you feel obligated, you feel like you can't communicate what you authentically need in the moment, and what comes up for you. So I'm going to go through some of those right now and give an honest perspective on how you can communicate clearly what you need. And moving forward, it won't feel so scary setting these boundaries they'll just become a part of your existence. And the first thing that I want to communicate about boundaries are what boundaries are and what they are not. So if this is completely new to you, boundaries are things that you are going to do, right? Your way of intercepting a difficult situation, conversation, topic, etc., that you want to handle. So a very simple way of, you know, saying that is maybe you're feeling extremely overwhelmed. There are kids everywhere. There's people everywhere. You're all staying in one home or sharing an Airbnb, whatever it may be. And you're feeling this overwhelm. Your palms are sweaty. You're feeling shaky. You're starting to overthink and kind of feel the sense of catastrophe seeping through your mind about any possible thing that could happen. So what you do as a boundary, say, I'm going to go upstairs and get some quiet time. You're creating a space boundary. You're not saying, everybody shut up, no playing games, no cooking, no talking, no this, that, or the other thing. You're focusing on what you can control. And it's calm, it's peaceful, it's respectful. It's also considerate, right? You're taking into consideration that 
the kids are allowed to play video games or board games and people are allowed to be laughing and drinking over here or cooking and baking over there. And obviously there's just going to be a lot of stimulation from that. That would be difficult for anyone. And if you're one of those people who is easily affected by stimulation, I would definitely put a plan in place because I know that this is probably the number one thing just based on the Instagram replies and messages I got when I asked these questions was what it came down to was overstimulation. Not everybody said the word overstimulation, but that's the scenario they described. So it was kids getting way too destructive and loud while doing the gingerbread houses. Kids and family members being loud and destructive with Christmas Eve dinner or decorating cookies or while out in public shopping, whether that's at the grocery store or the mall or the st any store, insert the scenario here. It came down to being overstimulated by busyness, traffic, noise, um, your own children, and things that were kind of like somewhat in your control and then things completely out of your control, like strangers or an abundance of traffic or noise that is not in your home. So that's kind of a quick example of how I want to highlight the difference of boundary setting. And of course there's different things um, you can say. So my one example was like a space boundary, right? So there are other types like topic boundaries. So say, for example, a big one that comes up during the holidays for a lot of people is, are you dating anybody? Or are, when are you guys settling down, getting married, buying the house, having kids, anything like that? You can create a topic boundary by saying, I don't feel comfortable discussing that right now. Or, you know, we're not going to talk about that today. Oh, actually, we're not comfortable sharing more about that. You can kind of say anything to really say and be firm about it. And again, none of it's disrespectful. None of it has to be charged with a lot of emotion. It can just be very matter of fact. We're not going to discuss that tonight. We don't feel comfortable sharing about that right now. Let's not talk about that today. Anything like that, kind of putting in a topic boundary. Another thing that came up was, aside from overstimulation, was time. Who I feel like this alone could be its own oh my gosh, its own entire podcast episode about just like time boundaries and commitments and stress and overwhelm, especially when it came to my mom listeners or those who have to split many obligations between different family members and friends and traditions and cultural backgrounds and things like that. If you have a lot happening in a three to four week period where it's this is going on with this family, this part of your family, another family's over here. These two things are going on with this group of friends. This thing's going on with your coworkers. This is going on with your cousin's weekend. Time is a huge one. So a time boundary obviously can be as short and simple as we won't be able to make it tonight, but we look forward to joining next time. Time boundary. And then also... And the last thing would just be like if someone was forcing, you know, for you to kind of like consume or force ideas, um, you know, things like that where they're just easy to disagree. Maybe it's if you're a parent and you think one way about certain gifts to gift kids, but another set of parents in the family thinks a different way, you know, you can say like I 
greatly appreciate like that feedback and leave it at that. So it's kind of like, I wouldn't even say the word keeping the peace, but what I would say is it's a conversation stopping point boundary. So kind of with those in mind, they're all different ways that you can set boundaries, of course. So what I want to talk to one is about time. Time and space are the two biggest things. And obviously overstimulation seem to be the the main themes that came up when they, when people don't feel comfortable setting boundaries. So what I want to start this with is for finding peace and joy and a sense of calm. Don't assume the worst. That is the first thing that I think we default to because it's been a part of movies. It's been a part of podcast episodes. It's been about regular conversations with other moms and peers in your life or other hardworking corporate folks out there that might have a very busy holiday season or might have a lot going on during the holidays with work. And you hear it's a stressful time. You got to get these annual yearly deadlines in. You've got to do this for the family, this for the kids, this for grandparents, this for your own parents, getting a house ready, but don't assume the worst. If you create the space to say, kind of like a set of affirmations saying, I look forward to enjoying a peaceful holiday season. I'm going to appreciate all the joy that comes from now until the end of the year. Let those affirmation be your source of truth and confidence throughout the season, because I think starting with something positive is a beautiful way to start. Picking up past narratives and whether they're yours or from hearing from other people or from reading a book or watching a show or a movie. I'm specifically thinking of like Bad Mom's Christmas, which is absolute chaos and distress. And you follow four different women experience motherhood differently. Is it three or four? Three. Three women. Um, So first and foremost, don't assume the worst. Just because you have seen it, maybe have experienced it personally, doesn't mean it has to be the case this year. And second, don't take other people's behavior personally. One of the four agreements, if you've never read that book, it's my number one recommended book that I tell everybody that they must read and reread and reread again is the four agreements. But one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. But in this instance, for the holiday season, don't take any other person's behavior personally. It's hard to imagine, but always have the perspective that the holidays are very difficult for a lot of people. They might not be open about it. They might not know how to communicate that with others, but it's a very hard time for a plethora of reasons that you may never understand. And their stress, their overwhelm, their pain, their anger, sadness, bitterness, whatever it may be, has nothing to do with you personally. So however they are coping or experiencing this time of year is their experience. You don't have to take it on. You don't have to feel obligated to fix whatever situation they might be experiencing. Just always keep in the back of your mind that it might be a beautiful time of year for you, 
but for others, it is completely horrific. So obviously have a lot of compassion where you can and kindness and willingness to say, I have no idea what that person's going through or what they might be going through or may have already gone through. You should be doing this all the time. Of course, we should all be acting with this level of compassion, but especially now, just remember that a lot of people are going through things that we know nothing about. And think of how this time of year that's supposed to be focused on family and all of these different things could negatively affect or bring up really hard, difficult emotions for some people. And that's why you shouldn't take their behavior, their reactions, their responses, their anything. Don't take it personally. So about boundaries, let's go to the number one thing (laughs) that I talked about. And I, I won't say any, I know some of the people that do kind of like communicator message also know each other. So I'm not saying names on this part. But the number one thing was in-law struggles. Oh boy, this could get very serious very quick. But what I do want to say about boundaries with in-laws is again, they can be kind. They can be kind, succinct, matter of fact, and respectful. And that's how I always want you to picture this. So the one scenario is my mother-in-law not mine personally, that I'm reading this. Sorry, I should clarify. I have a beautiful relationship with my mother-in-law and she is incredible. Shout out to Michelle. And I definitely won the lottery with that. And I have nothing to say about it, but I'm reading off the exact um, scenarios that were sent in. So one is my mother-in-law is very adamant about staying with my family when she comes to town for three days before Christmas. So coming in on the 22nd. So coming in the 22nd, I'm reading that like, you know, counting the days. I don't do math well in my head, guys. So the 22nd and staying till the 27th. It's just a long time and becomes very overwhelming day to day as then my sister and her children come in and stay with us the 24th to the 25th. And also other family comes in for the day and stay the 25th to the 26th. It's a lot of people under one roof, but my mother-in-law is very adamant about her getting preference to everything and that it should be about her. Keep in mind, there are a lot of kids in this picture and We try to make it all about the kids as much as we can, but my mother-in-law is very adamant about, well, I'm the mother or the grandmother, so I get to do X. Woof. Okay. So that's a lot. And there was a little bit more explanation, but I feel like that preface was just enough to say, hey, here's the situation. The mother-in-law is like, it's the me show. And there are kids involved and there's multiple people staying over the course of, first of all, first and foremost, any person who hosts, like if you're hosting people, if you are having something on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you have people staying under your roof. My thing is like everybody should always be so graceful to the hosts of any of the events that go on. That's a lot, especially if, and this wasn't clarified, like where the people were flying in. I'm assuming someone's flying in because I don't think you're just like, you know, driving 20 minutes to stay for four days. If you are, that's probably crazy. I don't know. But this is a lot of different people coming in and leaving different times, different days, but it's building and growing more and more. 
So to this boundary, I would say, if you wanted to set a boundary, now I didn't go back and forth in a conversation, but I will. And I wanted to say that I would first ask, do you wish that she came on the 24th? Like when your um, sister and her kids come in, you know, and again, we're also talking about like her husband and also your father-in-law and whoever else is coming for the actual meal, right? Is your hope that she can just come for the, you know, instead of 20 to the 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, <laughs> instead of for four full days, I told you guys counting is not my strong suit. Um, so instead of four full days, is it just that she's there for two? Is it just that she's there for the weekend? You know, kind of get an understanding of what you want and need. So maybe the desired outcome is that she's only there for the weekend. She's only there for two days. And while she's there, she's also helping, right? So say it's not possible. Say a flight is booked or accommodations are already made. Things are already done. Schedules are planned because the holidays are literally later this month, which is crazy to say already, but say all of that is done and there's nothing you can do about it right now. I hope that's not the case. I hope you can set a boundary to say, I would love, I love that you come to celebrate the holidays with us every year. I would just feel more comfortable to have a little bit more time to prepare for your stay. Would you mind, or are you, are you able to come on the 23rd, 24th, insert the date here? Again, kind, respectful, collected, succinct, you know, there's not emotionally driven statements behind it, no badgering, no, you're um, intruding on my time with my kids, you take away from the family during the holiday season, you make it all about you, you're just simply stating, I love that you come to visit us every year for the holidays and celebrate, are you able to come on the 24th instead of the 22nd? So that's one way, but say instead, that's not an option because accommodations are made. Is there anything that you can do to have her prep and help before, you know, while the kids are still in school, while you're taking care of things, you know, the working scenario, I don't know how all of that works, of course, but are there tasks that you can give her maybe on the 22nd? She's wrapping all the gifts while you are baking the cookies. And maybe on the 23rd, you are cleaning while she is running the last minute errands. And on the 24th, you're already there getting ready for the next set of guests to come in and things like that. Are there tasks that you can do to say, hey, and give her the heads up, of course, and say, hey, I'm so grateful that you're coming the 22nd. I want to let you know that I really need help. And here are the things that I need help with on the 22nd through the 24th while you're here. Simple, kind clear, communicative, succinct. And most of the time, people do love being a part of that help and being included in those things. So I hope that helps a little bit with one time, overwhelm, overstimulation, things like that. I feel like it kind of ties into all of the things we're talking about, right? You feel a press need for time because you want to entertain and make your guests feel comfortable, but you also have to clean and cook and bake and shop and wrap and do. And I'm sure that there's a lot going on with having, you know, multiple sets of guests from different parts of the family coming in. That's just, that's a lot. So first of all, props to you, right? Like in closing all of this part of it, props to you for handling all of that. And two, I hope that you're able to accommodate that 
better, you know, and if not, you can set the precedent this year to saying, hey, you know, for next year, we're definitely going to update plans a little bit to create a little more time as a family, as in your direct family, not, you know, extended. So next thing that I want to talk about is a completely different scenario. Okay. I am the middle child of group of six. Ooh, big family. Okay. Every year around this time, my only topic that comes up for me is nothing to do with my accomplishments or successes. It's it's if I am having children. My boyfriend and I have been together for four years and we do talk about marriage. However, we are not financially at that place yet to plan a wedding. We are also saving to buy a house. We do want to get married before buying a house. The logistics of it are still in progress. You know how it is. So my question is, how do I make sure that my family doesn't just talk about kids before we've even accomplished the other things off of our list? If this is, I I really feel like this could have been written by me and I'm just kidding. My family is actually very good about my stance on having children when I was in the space of, you know, not being like pre being married, pre owning a home, all of these things. And first, I just want to say that if it's not been made clear yet, having kids is not a determination of success. You can be successful even in in marriage shouldn't be a determination of success, right? You can be happily single, you know, unmarried without kids and live a fulfilling life. You can pursue passion projects that you love. You can pursue a fulfilling career, multiple careers, right? If you're able to say you're a teacher, you know, or a professor, right? And you're also doing other research work for the field that you're in. Maybe you're writing a book that you're working on publishing. All of these different things. Traveling, maybe traveling is a huge part of your repertoire and things that you have appreciated doing. But for you, I do understand you're in a long-term relationship and it's always about kids, 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 even before you're getting married. So I understand it is 2022. If you have kids before marriage, totally cool. If you have kids after marriage, also totally cool. Kind of anything goes, in my opinion, if it works for you in your situation. Like, I'm all here for it as long as no one's being harmed in any way. I'm like, yes, you do you, boo. But as far as setting those conversations, this would be a great time for that, like, topic boundary where I just kind of stated first in the beginning, just saying, hey, we don't feel comfortable talking about that. Or, you know, let's not talk about that tonight. The reason why it should be very simple, again, and I don't know how much you've communicated in the past uh, about this to any of your family, but my biggest issue about the kids situation is if you also have siblings that I'm assuming have kids because that's kind of where this was leading to, but it's so painful being a woman and knowing people who have experienced miscarriage after miscarriage or infertility struggles or, you know, loss of an infant. There's so many things that can happen or truly like just bare bones. You guys are both healthy and you're so excited to have kids one day, 
but you aren't financially in a place to do so. That is the case for so many people in the world. Or it could just be as simple as you said. There are other things that you see as a priority right now before you decide to quote unquote settle down and have kids. Whether it's, you know, buying the house or getting married, whatever the plan is, whatever works for you and whatever happens is beautifully, you know, part of your experience and your journey. But what just frustrates me is that I'm sure the other people in your family know people, know other women, friends, cousins, coworkers, et cetera, that have struggled with infertility and the, you know, kids as a whole in that topic of giving life or financial constraints with having kids and all these other things is so, so painful. And I'm sorry that, you know, you don't exactly say if there's any specific like issue or anything like that. So I'm hoping that's obviously not the case, but I'm so sorry that you're experiencing that kind of pressure or forced conversation. And I would just shut it down immediately with, again, it's kind, it's respectful, but it's succinct and you are direct. Like, we're not talking about that tonight or we're actually not planning on talking about it. And this is one where I would, you know, propose a follow-up because right away they're like, oh, what's wrong? Why don't you want to talk about it? Is there something you need to tell us? Like, they might assume something, right? They might already jump to an assumption of sorts, which another one of the four agreements is don't make assumptions. Highly recommend that book, guys, The Four Agreements by Daniel Ruiz. So if they push back on that topic, you can simply say, it's none of your business. If you bring that up again, we will leave. Now, I know some of you may feel very uncomfortable doing that, But when it comes to something super sensitive that involves finances, health issues, health, you know, big desires of things that cause a lot of potential suffering, like wanting to have kids, but you can't because of some other issue, the more firm you are, the better. Being firm about that or even just saying, please don't ask about that again. Be direct, be kind, but shut it down. Don't engage. Don't need to, you don't need to get emotional. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to feel the need to people please or give it in in any way. Like, oh, we want to just not right now. We're like, you know that we just have other plans first. You don't need to entertain it. It's not your responsibility. And it's okay. So be as direct as possible. Be as kind as you can. And also, most importantly, Make sure you mentally and emotionally prepare yourself before you go to this engagement, whatever it may be. Even if you know this may happen with other segments of people too, right? This doesn't just have to be your core family, which is something I like to share because I I just want people to stop asking women when they're going to have kids or if they're pregnant, when are they going to try for kids, when they're going to do this. And very casual conversation. Like it's not normal to talk about those specific things, especially if you are also a woman and know what other women go through. So PSA, stop asking women when they're going to have kids or if they're going to have kids because you have no idea what other people may be struggling with. (laughs) For all you know, they could have had a miscarriage two days ago. So think about that every time that you come across a woman and feel the need or desire to ask about 
her thoughts on reproduction and reproducing and bringing life into this world. Okay, the next one that I'm going to share is something that I feel like any of my mom listeners can relate to so hard. Truly, I am fed up. I know that this is the case for a lot of moms out there, but the pressure has been stacked so high that I truly can't keep up. And I have now reached out and asked for help to my own mom, especially when it comes to my kids and making sure that we can make it a memorable, a memorable holiday for them. And she simply said it is not her responsibility and that I will be able to figure it out just like her and every other mom out there can. What the difference is, is that my husband and I each both work full time and we have six kids. Oh, family of six in the last one, family of six for this one. Love that. Some continuity there. What I want people to understand is that it's a completely different scenario when you have so many children also work full time, also have a husband that works full time, and you are expected to do all the shopping for everyone in the family, bake everything yourself with the kids, and participate in all children activities for a wide range of kids. In my case, 12 to 12, 2 to 12. Sorry, guys. That is a big age range, I guess, for six kids. Yeah, that. That would be like two a year, right? Don't get me on trying to do math. That, that's not not good. <laughs> so, okay, two to 12 for me. Having all of the kids' activities is mostly put on me. And my husband is taking on extra work the holiday season to make sure that we can have a financial stability to buy our next home because we have quickly outgrown this one totally makes sense and need to move into a better school district which leaves me with my mother is always big on wanting to be a part of the kids lives and be involved in the things that are very normal and casual but the one time when i need help and feel overstimulated stressed beyond all belief there is not one soul to help me and i know that my husband is working extra hard to put in all of this overtime to make sure that we can have the family space that we need to grow our family even more Oof. Okay. That is a lot. Oh my goodness. So reading this, again, I just always like want to say too, because that's so, why I struggle is when (laughs) everyone's like, just ask for help, just ask for help. And then you ask for help and it's dead silence. You know what I mean? Like, hello, is anybody home? And I know that mother-daughter relationships can be super difficult, especially when you have so many kids. And again, you are working full-time. Your husband's working full-time. Your husband agreed to take on extra time for work. And I obviously don't know what that requires as far as literal time away from home. That could be he's traveling during the season. And that's why, you know, if your mother lives close, why couldn't she help wrap gifts or help go to this concert or go to this cookie decorating, whatever it is, you know, the specifics don't necessarily matter. But what does matter is, is that you ask for help. And that is a huge step in the right direction. That is a huge thing that you did. And I don't want you to get discouraged just because you asked for help and someone said no. You might have asked the wrong person. And maybe there's something else going on 
and I'm sure I'm sure there is so much more we could talk about when it comes to mother-daughter relationships. Maybe you don't even feel comfortable about certain things that your mom may do or would do. Maybe she doesn't feel comfortable about certain things. Of course, I don't know the dynamics, but I do like saying we, we don't know, never assume things, right? We don't want to assume we understand why she's saying no so adamantly especially if she loves being around the kids and doing things throughout the year, it does seem kind of weird that she doesn't want to be involved with this. What that does mean though, is that you are put in the position of power to say no. So this goes for, and you didn't list all the things here, but I'm literally, I could pull up a freaking Christmas bucket. I think I did this. I did do this in the last episode. I pulled up, if you type in like holiday bucket list, there's like all these things like watch movies, make a gingerbread house, go carol and like whatever. You know, there's so many different things that you can do. And I'm sure in your town, there's like breakfast with Santa. I'm sure there is feeding live reindeer and a tree, Christmas tree lighting and festival and uh, holiday local market and all this stuff that you want to do with your kids on top of the cleaning, the shopping, working. Oh my God, you are literally superwoman. And then wrapping the gifts, elf on the shelf, freaking holiday movies once a night, reading books, wrapping up the kids, end of the year stuff with school. There might be a school party, multiple, hi, times six for you, six school parties, school concerts, whatever. That I just said so many things and I'm stressed out. So I hear you and see you and validate that overwhelm, that stress, that overstimulation and everything being on your shoulders. And now is the time to take that power back and say no. Now you did not say anything about what the actual holiday looks like as far as traditions for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, etc. But it does seem like the month of December as a whole is just a big old stress ball. Let's take your power back. What are six things you can omit from the list this year? Say it is um, you guys do a ginger, a family gingerbread contest, right? Can we take it off the list and just do cookie decorating and all the kids get involved with cookie decorating? It doesn't just have to be you make that be the family thing. Maybe that's not something that you guys do and that could now be your thing. So not only do you have the cookies for Santa and for the holidays, this, that, and the other thing, you also will be able to have, you know, something supported that the kids help with. Wrapping gifts. Could, could you get one of those? Um, you know, I'm not saying that this is necessarily like a, a happy thing, but I do understand like there's a lot of gifts that could be purchased. I don't know what you've done already, but there's this really cool thing I saw from another mom who just did, it's like the four gifts, something something they want, something they need, something to wear, something to read. So it'd be four gifts total. So something they want, need, something to wear, something to read. Simplifies gifts giving, gift giving. You know, that's 24. God, I don't even know. Even if you get one gift per child, because I obviously have no idea what the financial situation is for your family. Maybe it is one gift per child. If that is great, maybe it's just uh, an all out crazy fest and you have like multiple trees and multiple, you know, just dozens of gifts galore. Who knows? Whatever, wherever you fall on the spectrum, totally fine. But if you can simplify the gift giving process, 
maybe you start a new tradition where you only give those four gifts, but then you also, you know, take books, you know, old books and donate them to the library or to a children's hospital or whatever it is. So this is the other time of year where moms are going crazy with the decluttering and cleaning and organizing and end of year craziness just because they want to make room for more stuff for the holidays. Maybe it's that you challenge each of the kids, you get them a box each and they have to fill the box with toys, games, books, whatever, and that's going to be donated. So it's done for you. It's like, you know what I mean? Done for you, ready to go. You can knock that off your list and, you know, age appropriately. Of course, I don't think your two-year-old can do that. (laughs) Right. Um, And maybe you're in a situation too, where you thrive on hand-me-downs, depending on how many, you know, children you have or how, if the toys are in good use, this, you know, completely different thing, but have your kids be a part of helping you where they can be right to where it's still fun. And just say like, this is, you know, the box that you get to give away in exchange for knowing that you get gifts coming to you for the holidays. And then again, also be open to saying no to other things, right? Maybe there is a holiday party at work and you dread going to it, say no to it. If there is something at one of the kids' schools that you can't attend all six of because there's six separate kids and six different levels of existing, right? It's too much. (laughs) It's, It's genuinely too much. One thing you can also do is gift, ask for gifts for yourself that are service based, right? So from your husband, your mom, your, you know, other sibling, you know, whoever is in your life, Ask them for a voucher for a house cleaner to come take care of your house before the holidays if they ask you what you want or need. Say you want your car detailed in a car wash voucher or big. Um, I highly like recommend this to anybody. If you're big on not wanting to just give, you know, more toys or things, just literal products to people and like add to their collection of stuff. What can you do that's of service to them? So maybe it's a meal delivery service, like a meal kit where they can make the meal themselves, car wash voucher, car detail voucher, home cleaning situation. Um, what else? Anything for like lawn care, like for my friends who live in the South and they don't see snow that often, right? Or on the West coast. Um, there's so many different things you can search through all of them. And honestly, you need to treat yourself to a massage and put that on there, put a massage and facial on your list of gifts this year. I think it's really important for you to set some boundaries around what you can and cannot do because on top of working and, you know, being the main person who is supporting, you're kind of holding down the fort right now. You're trying to ask for help and people are saying that they're unable to right? See if there is somebody else that you can ask for help. See if there is even just one scenario, right? Maybe going back to your mom in this situation, maybe the kids can go to their grandma's house for the day or for a few hours. So you can wrap gifts, clean, whatever it may be. Just one day you guys pick the day and they can go do something fun with grandma, right? and get some quality time while you get the house to yourself. You can sleep, you can get stuff done, whatever feels good for you, but put yourself in the driver's seat with this. 
do what you need to do. So instead of asking for maybe all these requests to your mom, see if she'll be open to just taking the kids for four hours, start there. That's pretty easy. Start saying no to things that you don't want to go to or need to go to. You know, if there's like a 5k that you definitely don't need to run, like don't run the holiday 5k just because you've done it for the last five years, right? If there's a cookie exchange party or a holiday kids party or something going on at church that you feel like you don't have to go to, just free up your schedule as much as you can. Put the power back in your time. Be okay with saying no and giving yourself grace for that because you deserve a peaceful, enjoyable holiday season too. And you are doing an amazing job because I know that there are so many other moms on here and it does not matter if you have two kids or 20 kids, right? Or just, I should say one, if you have a one child or a hundred children, being a mom is so difficult. And then adding on work and then adding on that your partner is unable, you know, is working even more so that you guys can have a home that fits your family, right? That's that's just a lot going on. And I'm so proud of you for reaching out and being comfortable to essentially be rejected initially, but I would push back and try again and offer an alternative. And then if that doesn't work, be okay with saying no and saying, even if something does conflict with your mom, where your mom always comes over on Christmas Eve and something's really special, right? With the kids and grandma and grandpa, just say, hey, if you're unable to help me with this. We won't be able to do this on Christmas Eve. We'll only be able to see you on Christmas Day for two hours. You can give them a time, you know, like a time boundary and also uh, this or that. So it's either I have the time and space to do this before the holidays or we don't get to see you on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day or whatever you do to celebrate. I hope that helps so much. I know that it's really, really, really difficult, but please continue to reach out for help. Please continue to push back, say no, be firm in your schedule and your time and your life. You deserve it. And I highly consider you taking that um, break for a nice little massage or a facial. So wrapping everything up, Going through those was actually a little bit harder than I anticipated. I think because I wasn't expecting. I, again, I, th I think what I want to come back to with kind of closing out this episode is I just, I'm not always expecting that people are adamant or trying to ask for help or do something that does make sense for them. And they're just being told no, or they're being rejected or they're pushed, you know, people push back and say like, why won't you talk about when you want to have kids, right? Some people are already doing these things and it's just family members with no remorse or regard or consideration for someone's feelings or experience. So with that in mind, I really hope that this opened your mind and opened your eyes and ears <laughs> to being a little bit more compassionate this holiday season. There are a lot of people going through so many things that you know nothing about. Even if it seems like an innocent question or an innocent comment, it can weigh on someone heavily. And my goal for this season for you and my hope is that you have a peaceful, a calm, 
an enjoyable, fulfilling, beautiful season of love and family and fulfillment and friendship and kindness for yourself and others and compassion for yourself and others and grace. Oh my gosh, for yourself and others, please give yourself some grace. You are doing amazing. I am so proud of you. I hope that you have a beautiful week and hang in there if you are struggling right now. Pretty soon, it'll be 2023. And I can't wait to see what your season looks like to close out this year. And I hope that you set all of the boundaries that you can possibly set. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I cannot wait to see you next time for another transformational chat. If you want to connect on Instagram, you can follow me at Spiritual Hype Woman, all one word, and let me know what you would like to talk about next when it comes to spirituality. Thanks for being here.